Welcome to the BYOK Live, where we discuss the trending stories, strangest dilemmas, and real life topics. Okay now, lovelies, let's get into some things. Hello, hello, hello. It is March 8th, International Women's Day. How amazing is that? This is the day that we set out to commemorate all women that are making a footprint or an impact globally all over the world. So I want to say that includes every last woman, every last woman, where everyone knows you or a couple of people know you or you just know you, you are out there making an impact every day. And I want to wish every woman out there happy International Women's Day. Alrighty, alrighty. Like I'm really excited to get into um into the show today. And so uh yeah, let's uh let's get into some things. Okay, okay, like I said that this is International Women's Day. One second, I just want to make sure if make sure that my microphone is on one second i think that it is so let me just save it i hope that is on i'm not sure uh but anywho (laughs) anywho i just want to um want to say that this whole episode is about like women and celebrating women we're going to get through the background of international women's day and all types of stuff. So I'm super excited about that. But before we do that, we're going to start with a little sunshine. Okay, okay. So the first thing that um, we're going to do for sunshine, and if you're new to the show, sunshine is just those positive things that are going on in the world because it's so many things that are highlighted that are negative. So I always thought it was good to start a show with something positive. So courtesy of woman who prays, um, it says it's going to be a God, well, let's say it's going to be a God did it kind of year for a lot of you. And I've been saying this for the last couple of shows that this is just the year where, I don't know, it's just going to be like miraculous and just beautiful things happening. Like anything that you've been working for, um, anything that you've been manifesting, anything that you've been putting out there is definitely going to shine and show out this year. And so I love this, this comment right here that says, that's what I'm expecting for God to manifest his power in my behalf in a marked manner, opening the way before me so that I will fulfill his plan and purpose for my life. I love that. I love everything about that. So go out there and whatever you are, you know, aspiring to be, whatever career change, um, health change, whatever you are um, out there trying to aspire to do and be, go for it. This is the year for that. This is definitely the year for, for that. Okay, so let's go to the next thing. Let's see. I'm excited. You know, today, this week has been, just to be honest, it's just been a really long week. Um, and just a lot of exciting things happening. I just want to take a minute to just look at this pretty, pretty baby. Like, this has nothing to do with anything. Time, it's just my so cute. Only sunshine, and I thought that this was just so good. You are so my sunshine. Okay. Yes, there was no punchline today. I just wanted to show that beautiful baby. <laughs> you know, I started looking at baby videos and they're just so calming to me, like super, super calming to me. Um, Bear with me. My computer is taking forever. So, but I can just talk and talk and talk and talk. I just want to make sure that I'm being heard on Fluent Radio. I am also... um. Uh, streaming from there. So if you want to listen to me, you go to www.fluentradio.com or you can go to the YouTube, which is link is in the bio. If you're uh, if you're just listening to me um, audio wise, or if you're on Facebook or YouTube, subscribe. I was supposed to put a sticky note somewhere so that I can remind you of that because I constantly forget 
to say those things. Yes, I forget all the time to say those things. All right, so the next thing is courtesy of I am beautiful weirdo. So I love this. She said, have you heard that, that saying no is a complete sentence? I think it is. No, period. You know, for some, yes. And for others, no. Some people don't like saying no. And I get it. And I also know that saying no is essential to creating a more peaceful and satisfied life. So here's some. Shall we say soft ways to say no? And I thought this was cool because sometimes we don't say no because we're just intimidated, maybe of the reaction of the person or whatever. Um, but sometimes we just say yes and we overexert ourselves knowing that we just we don't have any more capacity. We're like totally at capacity. And so um, it says, let me know which one is your favorite. If you have some others to add to the list. She said, your girl is always adding to her just say no toolkit. Why does that sound like an against drug slogan for the 80s though? <laughs> Do you remember there where the bear, was it a bear or a dog or something where they were like, say no to drugs and you would get like little t-shirts and mugs and stuff like that. I don't know if you remember that, but <laughs> that's what made, that's what I thought of. She says, be intellectual about your nose. It's a radical act of self-love contributing to your happiness. And so she has this different ways to say no, because we need variety, right? So I'm fully committed. I thought this was a good one. Um, this is not a part of my journey right now. I'm sorry. I'm at full capacity. That's my favorite one because full capacity means my plate is totally full. And it's a nice way of saying I just can't today or I can't tomorrow or I can't this month or I can't this year because I'm just full. And you're only one person. You only can do so much, right? Um, my plate is full. That's another one. Um, I'm sorry. I don't have the bandwidth at this time. That's a real intelligent way of saying it. And I have no room for this right now. I thought that was a good one because I feel like that's a nice way of just saying, look, I just can't. I just can't. Um, saying no, declining is a necessary practice for your health and happiness. And so that's her just laying out relaxed because she just, she just couldn't do it. And like I say, it's okay. It's okay if you simply just can't, you know? Um, so I thought that that was, um, that was a really important to share because sometimes it is good to say no. Sometimes it is good to just sit back and relax, stretch, whatever, and just, you know, do you. All right. So that was our sunshine. Our sunshine went by so fast. It always does. So I'm going to uh, do a little commercial break. And we will be right back. Y'all, it's your girl, Miss Michi, checking in with my girl, Renita, from Be Your Own Kind. You know that's my sis. Make sure that you tune in every Thursday to The Blueprint Live at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, live on Facebook and YouTube. And then you can catch me on Florent Radio, Philly Jams 95.3, Indie 101.5, and Mixed Talk Media. And I'm available anywhere that you listen to podcasts, okay, and your radio shows. So get on it, okay? Let's do this i love to connect with you and promote what you got going on let's get it if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the blueprint live visit the bpmediaco.com today okay 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 that is one of my media partners miss michi make sure that you follow her on instagram facebook i think all of her um all of her handles are the same thing at bp at bpmedia.co uh, Wait, wait, let me say it again. VP Media Co. And at Miss Michi, which is M-Z-M-E-T-C-H-I. I got it. I got it. I got it. So now we're going with our next segment, Key with Re. So this really is a key. I don't, I don't really know how to comprehend this, but let's get into this. So Nick Cannon is coming out with a show about who wants to be his new baby mama. So I think that they're just taking a joke and just turning it like into a show. That's basically what it is. So I'm going to refresh this so we can um, hear the promo. Show right now. Kevin Hart and Nick Cannon are coming to E for the mother of all game shows. Having my baby with Nick Cannon. You got Pyro? Yeah. 
you're going to get some contestants that want to have your baby. We're not kidding around. Meeny, meeny, money. Let's go! Who's having my baby with Nick Cannon, hosted by Kevin Hart, this spring, only on E! Now, I think this is hilarious. This is totally hilarious. Why? Because it's Kevin Hart on there and Nick Cannon. And if you've known, those two are always doing some type of comedic something or another together. So I don't think this is far-fetched. I don't know if this is real. I don't know if this is just entertainment. But whatever the case, I'm kind of for it. I kind of want to watch it and see what it's all about. Just just a little bit, just a little bit. What about you? Let me know your thoughts <laughs> in the comments. <laughs> uh, that's all I had to say about that. I just thought that was just like super, uh, I don't know, it's, it's Nick Cannish and, and Kevin Hardish, if you want to ask me. Um, so the next thing is Deborah Lee. So Deborah Lee, she is um, the former BET CEO, and um, she wanted to get some things off her chest. Um, for when she had an affair with the BET founder, Bob Johnson. And so I just feel like we should hear her out. This is women's, um, first of all, this is women's uh, International Women's Day. And so we're going to hear her out and see why she wanted to share this with us. To tell that story because the power dynamics are so important in a relationship, and especially if you're having a relationship with someone you work for. Right. Uh, and we all know the potential pitfalls. Um, you know, I worked for Bob Johnson for 10 years before we had a personal romantic relationship mm -hmm. and he was a mentor and he pushed me and you know he's responsible for a lot of my success uh we did have a, a relationship while we were both married we ended up both divorced and then people knew about the relationship uh the company knew public we started going places together the the downfall of a relationship like that is if you want to get out of it and that's the part where it came and I wanted to break up. I saw it wasn't a long-term relationship. And my job and my career was held over my head. And it was like, well, if you want to break up with me, then you can leave tomorrow. And, and that was, you know, 20 years into my career at BET. So I would have lost everything. Yeah. I would have lost my career, my job, my ability maybe to get another job because if I couldn't get a, a, a um, reference mm -hmm. for the person I worked for for 20 years, how do I explain that? And uh, by that time, I was a single mother with two children. Um, so it was a tough time and I didn't have anyone to talk to about it because I didn't have female role models. There weren't a lot of women ahead of me. Uh, you know, I was embarrassed to talk to my family about it. Um, so it was a dark time and what saved me was therapy. And eventually Bob left the company and I became CEO. Uh, and I was CEO for 13 years without him being there. And I was able- A to, lot of success. Right, and yeah. to live my dream oh. and without you know any form of harassment. So I guess after Me Too and Time's Up, I wanted women to know there's other kind of harassment. You know, mm -hmm. it's not all a man coming to the door in a robe. Well, I wanted to I tell- I that she shared this because I mean, First of all, it took a lot for her to come out because there's judgment, right? Where you dated the boss and you slept your way up to the top and da da da. But there are instances where people just be with somebody because they like them, you know, or they fall in, fell in love with them. And when she fell out of love with him, that is where the threat came in. Like that is where her everything that she worked for could have just crashed, you know. And she's right. There are different types of harassment out there where if you don't do this, then I'm going to blackball you and things of that sort. So for her to come out now and just try to be a voice and try to help other women, you know, who are in that situation get out of that or just say, no, I wouldn't do that if I was you. You know, I feel like that is courageous. Um, she did, like she said, she was able to be over BET for 13 years without him. However, she felt stuck. And nothing is more, um, I don't know, like crunch worthy or cringe worthy than you having to be stuck under somebody's thumb. So, um, you know, I see this comment right here that's saying she's sharing because she regrets how she got her success. She's atoning. She hurt others in the process of her being hurt. 
And as her years are closing in on her, she understanding the weight of her deeds are truly what she will be accountable for. She is bound by spiritual law to speak her truth. I wonder how her health is. May Allah make it easy for her. I just feel like if you haven't been in that situation, that you really shouldn't judge. You know what I'm saying? Like, you really shouldn't judge. You know, um, she said a personal romantic relationship is not how you pronounce it. And what I don't like about these comments is it's so judgmental because unless you've been in this situation, you can't really say what the next person experienced or this is what you get or your health is dwindling i just don't think that's a good approach because i feel like even if her health isn't right or even if she doesn't have peace does she really deserve that and the fact that she's coming this is why a lot of women don't come out and talk about if they've been harassed or talked about if if they've been assaulted or any of that stuff because because of the scrutiny that they're faced because somehow no matter what happened no matter what was out of your control it was your problem and you're the victim and i feel like we need to quit beating people up and actually hearing what they have to say and learning from that and the only way and when you learn from that you stop certain things like this from from occurring so I think she was brave for coming out and talking about that. That's just me personally, you know, because she didn't have to do that. Like I said, anytime a woman comes out and talk, you know, talk about things, then they're kind of scrutinized. And I don't like that. I don't like that. So here's another woman that lives by her own terms. It's Miss Whoopi Goldberg. And this was another shocking thing. Look, as anything women, I was all about that. So let's hear what she has to say because she says she wasn't in love with any of the men she married. She says she got married just to feel normal and she liked living on her own. So let's refresh it and hear all that she has to say. Husband? No. Any of them? No, I Actually, don't think so. Really? Mm -hmm. love any of them. It's an amazing thing to say, isn't it? But it's the truth. Yeah, it's still amazing. Oh, well, all right. You walked up at, you, you have church weddings? No. Let me see. First of all, what I love about Whoopi Goldberg is she own her stuff. Like, she own her stuff. No one's going to shame her. No one's going to make her feel a certain way. So here we go. Okay. I think there's a Vegas, and maybe one was a church, and one was a house wedding. Why did you do it if you weren't in love with them? Because I wanted to feel normal. And it seemed to me that if I was married, I'd have a much normal, more normal life. But clearly, that's not the case. That's not a good reason to get married. You have to actually want a life with someone um, through ups and downs. And I, I just discovered that wasn't for me. How many times have you been in love? Once. Who with? A man. <laughs> I've gone as far as I'm going. Can I chuck a name in? You could chuck a name. Ted? You're asking me if I was in love with Ted? Is that the man I'm talking about? Yes. No. Really? Mm-hmm. Would we know who the person is? No, and that's the beauty. Wow, that's amazing. Yes, I know. This is bombshell time. I, well, it's not real bombshell, but I snuck a couple in on y'all and you nobody did? knew. <laughs> you wish you'd married that person? No. Why? Because what I know now is I don't want to live with <laughs> She's just saying, I was in love, but I just don't want to live with anybody. And there's nothing wrong with that. I want to live with anyone. Yeah, but you, was, you tried I, with the wrong guys. No, no, I think I tried it with probably the right guys for other people. But it's, it's not, it wasn't them, it was me. Because I actually like living on my own. I like being able to go up and down my stairs, farting like a queen and not having to explain. I like being able to smoke all over my house and not have someone go, eh. you know, I like my privacy. I like we're in love with all your I love that. And I love her honesty because one thing we're going to get from Whoopi is honesty. What she's saying is I got married because I thought that's what I needed to feel normal. What a statement. Like, I think we talked about this last week on how many people kind of just um, like create lives around what they're expected to do, societal norms or what is expected of them from families and things of that sort. Like, I think we talked about that. And so, excuse me. So I just I just think that it's cool that she, you know, admitted it. And I think it's cool that she's like, you know what? I tried it, you know, been there, done that. But 
I don't need, I don't need that. I don't need that. And so I think because I'm talking about women today, I think that it is okay for you. Once again, this is be your own kind, create your own life, create your own world. If you are not in the space where you want to be in a relationship, you don't have to be in one just because it seems like you should be in one. Who knows? She may eventually live with someone. She may not, but that's her prerogative. And that's the whole, the whole thing. I think of the whole women's movement is just you being you. You know, if you want to be this, you're fine to do that. If you want to do that, you're fine to do that. But make sure that you're living in a life that's conducive for you and that you want to live, not a life that you expect, you know, others or expectations of others, per se. So, oh, no, I love Whoopi. Always have. Go, girl. All right. So now it is time for another commercial. And I'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. People often think anxiety looks one way, but it has many faces and many emotions that sometimes can be overwhelming and daunting. I know about this feeling all too well because at a point I felt powerless to my emotions, almost to the point of drowning in them. So I decided to seek out a therapist to later learn that I have generalized anxiety disorder. If you have been experiencing the same feeling, please know that BetterHelp is here to help. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You have the option of talking with a therapist in a private, online environment at your convenience. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in under 48 hours. All you have to do is fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific need, and then you get matched with the therapist in under 48 hours. Then you will schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you get to exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. Thanks to therapy, I learned the tools that I needed to conquer my anxiety and over-obsessive thinking. I did it afraid, and I took that leap to talk with someone to later learn that it was going to be okay and that I was going to be okay. Please know that you can request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. Join the 3 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced better health therapist. And better yet, get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash B-Y-O-K. That's betterhelp.com slash B-Y-O-K because you deserve it. And you definitely do. You definitely do. If you want a uh, 10% off your first month with BetterHelp, you you just use my code www.betterhelp.com backslash B-Y-O-K. The best thing about therapy is realizing how much I overthink things and how much time I spend into overthinking things. Like when I think less of overthinking i have so much more time in my day because most of that overthinking is what could have happened what should have happened what i should have said da, 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 da. none of that matters because most of the stuff has happened anyway and so it was good to have a therapist to help me sort out my thoughts and calm down and let my emotions settle so um therapy therapy is good to just have someone to talk to so i i i, I just recommend it for everybody <laughs> So now we're going to do our next segment, What's the 411? You say you're you're a super overthinker too. Yeah, and it takes up so much time. <laughs> and it's like, okay, I've said I've obsessed about this for how long? Like I literally started timing like how long I think, not like a timer, but really thinking like how many hours are we gonna think about said thing, you know? So, um, so now I have things that just stop me. Like, okay, okay, we're gonna write this out for 20 minutes and then we're gonna move on. I'm gonna let it go, you know. So, but I learned that through therapy because apparently my favorite pastime was overthinking. <laughs> so we are still doing um a woman's a woman's uh day commemoration, if that is a word. And so I just want to, I don't know, I saw this on Instagram. This is off of Media Blackout USA, Instagram courtesy of that. It it says, I was today years old when I learned that Tasha Smith was the director of P-Valley, Black Lightning, Star, BMF, 9-11, and Bear Lair 
um i was today years old too first of all she is dope and underrated like normally when i think of tasha smith i think of one she has a twin and two if she is if she is in a show yeah you're not gonna play her she gonna let you know you know but i love the but it has a lot of people that's in that's behind the scenes that we don't even know that they're behind the scenes and those are great shows i don't think i saw black lightning but i do watch p valley i love star i wish they would bring star back i feel like that show ended way before it was supposed to bmf i watched that 9 11 i love that and bel-air is everything i have adjusted to the non-funny bel-air um after the first couple of episodes i'm like okay i see they're doing a, a different spin and my whole thing is if you're going to do the same show it does make sense for it to be different so i'm glad that they didn't try to recreate what was already perfect that's off subject but i just want to put that out there i love the new bel-air do you watch any of these shows kudos to tasha smith right yes yes okay and so the next thing we're going to talk about miss shaka khan so miss shaka khan she kind of i don't know she rubbed some people the wrong way because she talked about mary j blige being flat and sweeping here's the thing shaka wrote the song shaka sung the song so she's like there's a certain way that this song should be sung and what are you doing and so apparently um, the thing is her and Mary are actually friends. So Mary might didn't even take this a, as a big deal. I just think everybody's like, oh, that's Mary J. Blige. So anyway, before we get into her apology, if you haven't seen it, um, this is what she said. When you would introduce the Rufus song, Sweet Thing, mm -hmm. which was your ballad. I wrote it. You would call it the song Mary J. Blige up. Is that true? Well, I, said, I didn't say that out in public. I might have said it to her. Okay, but so you did believe but I Mary J. Blige her How'd she get up? Number one, her vocals were flat. And I told her, I asked her, I said, what time did you, when did you, what time of day was it? A night? What were you doing when you decided to cover Sweet Thing? Where were you at when you covered it? Oh, girl, I've been up uh, all late and I was at 8 o'clock in the morning, girl. I said, girl, you don't sing nothing at 8 o'clock in the morning, especially if you have to get up to sing it. If you'd have been up all night smoking crack or something, I don't know. It might have been a, different, a whole different thing. But you don't get up at 8 o'clock in the morning the same girl. But she and I have that kind of relationship. We can talk. Yeah, you guys ended up recording together, right? Yeah. This was not time in the 1990s. When you would introduce the roof. Right. So the whole thing is they're friends. And so, but everybody else was like, gasp, why did she do that? She said they have that understanding. So anyway, the internet was mad. And so Shaka says, recently I was asked about a list of the greatest singers of all time. And instead of questioning the need for such a list, I was pitted against other artists and I took the bait. That is basically what happened. She said, um, she says, as artists, we are unfairly put into boxes, categories or on lists. Being an artist or musician is not a competition. It's a gift for which I am truly grateful. It was not my intention to cause pain or upset anyone. To anyone that felt this way, I sincerely apologize. Thank you for all the love everyone has shown me unconditionally. I have always been out empowering others, and I started a foundation for that very purpose. I will be announcing soon. Empowering all artists is most important because we truly are the architects of change, and change begins within the heart. I love you all and God bless. So, you know, she cleared it up. She cleared it up. But I just feel like if Mary wasn't offended, I don't know. Everybody else was. And so her, I feel like Mary put her own take on sweet, sweet thing. You know, they have two different voices. So I feel like they both own the song or whatever. But this is not the first time that Shaka has said she didn't like people singing her song. But I think because Mary was her friend, she came back and retracted. I'm in the 1990s. So now, now they're and I mean, it, it was, okay, I'm not going to be copyrighted. I mean, it was two different, two different notes. I think that they both rock it. I think that Mary gave her little flair and Shaka gave her own little flair and whatever. And so a lot of people were bringing up the verses where Stephanie Mills had to help, help out Shaka Khan. Uh, here's the thing. Shaka had a bad day. And back in the day, I mean, they used to sing for each other in the background anyway, when someone was messed up or whatever. So it was always about sisterhood. So I'm just happy she said something. I mean, whatever. I just thought it was funny because Shaka's always saying, you didn't sing the song like me. Shaka, nobody can sing the song like you. You hit all these beautiful notes. Nobody can hit that. That's all I have to say. <laughs>
So the next was the 411 before we get into the topic. It kind of creeped me out, right? So first of all, my husband is watching some zombie show now. And I don't really watch like the, the what is it, the Walking Dead and stuff like that. Because like vampires and all of that, that freaks me out. And you're like, Renita, what does this have to do with Women's Day? It has absolutely nothing to do with Women's Day. But I thought I'd bring this to your attention anyway. So it says scientists revive 48 thousand five hundred year old zombie virus to better understand the risk it poses for animals and humans why couldn't we leave this old zombie virus where it was anyway so this is courtesy of the savoy show so this is from this this article is via cnn all the uh so anyway warmer temperatures in the arctic are thawing the region's permafrost a frozen layer of soil beneath the ground and potentially stirring viruses that after lying dormant for tens and thousands of years could endanger animal and human health. While a pandemic unleashed by a disease from the distant past sounds like the plot of a sci-fi movie, scientists warn that the risks, though low, are underappreciated. Chemical and radioactive waste that dates back to the Cold War, which has the potential to harm wildlife and disrupt ecosystems, may also be released during thaws. <sighs> there's a lot going on with the permafrost that is of concern and it really shows why it's important super important that we keep as much of the permafrost frozen as possible or we just keep our mask on that's just where i'm at in life um said kimberly uh minor a client uh i'm sorry a climate scientist at the nasa jet propulsion laboratory at the california institute of technology in pasadena california <sighs> permafrost covers a fifth of the northern hemisphere, a fifth, having underpinned the Arctic Tundra and boreal forests of Alaska, Canada, and Russia for millennia. Why, why is Russia always involved? It serves as a kind of time capsule preserving. In addition to ancient viruses, the mummified remains of a number of extinct animals that scientists have been able to unearth and study in recent years, including two cave lion cubs and a woolly rhino. The reason permafrost is a good storage medium isn't just because it's cold. It's an oxygen-free environment that light doesn't penetrate. But current-day Arctic temperatures are warming up to four times faster. That's that global warning. Uh, faster than the rest of the planet, weakening the top layer of the permafrost in the region. Basically, the diseases are waking up, y'all. Uh, to better understand the risks posed by frozen viruses, Gene Michael Clervy. Blah, blah, blah. Well, an emeritus professor of the medicine and genomics at the, I don't know, University School of Medicine in France has tested earth samples taken from Siberian permafrost to see whether any viral particles contained therein are still infectious. He's in search of what he describes as a zombie viruses, as he has found some. John Michael Clervy is pictured here working in the subsampling room at the Alfred Wegener Institute in Post Sudan, where the cores of the permafrost were kept. Basically, the ice is melting. The ice is melting. The ice that's been holding all these old zombie viruses for over 48,000 years, it is now defrosting and it is now in the air. So when I watch these movies about the zombie and the apocalypse and all of that, I get a little, I don't even know if I said that right. I get a little concerned. I get really, really concerned. And now I'm even more concerned. Now, I am not telling you this to scare you. I'm just saying we need to be aware that um, global warming is now defrosting the zombie stuff. And I just feel like it's just a lot of stuff going on in the air anyway. And I feel like maybe we should just keep wearing masks. That's how I feel. Like, how do you feel about that? You know, I read this and I was like, should I talk about this? And I was like, yes, I am going to talk about this because we don't know what we're breathing. We don't know why we're okay one day and then we're sick the next. Like, we just don't know. So um, it's just good to stay educated and just just stay on that, you know? All right. So we're going to do um, our next commercial with the Power Her Conference, which is, yes, it is finally here. It is in two days two days and i'm super excited about it let's get into this commercial and then we'll get into the main topic i just want to know your why why the power her 
My reason is because I need this. Um, I need to have a weekend where I can learn something. I can be refilled. I can be um, healed of like different trauma I've experienced. I can talk to licensed therapists, all included in this price. And then I can go to a show, a comedy show. I can have delicious food. It's, it's everything I love wrapped up in one weekend for one tiny price. And I, it's like all of my favorite things together that I'm sharing with other people. So it's like, what do I love? I love poetry. I love art. I love music. I love healing. I love therapy. Um, I love God. And all the things um, that bring me joy and bring me healing and refill me when I'm empty, I'm putting them all together in a specially curated package uh, so I could give it to the Black women in the Chicagoland area and beyond. Okay, okay. Like I said, the Power Conference is a coming. It's a coming. It will be here um, through March 10th through the 12th. I hope to see you there. I hope to see you there. Last week, we had um, the creator of the Power Her Conference on our show very briefly just to give us a little rundown um, of the show and, I mean, none of the show, of the conference and the things that were um, going to be happening, as you saw um, on the picture. For those that just listened to the audio, it's going to be a comedy show, a gala. It's going to be panelists. Um, that's all on Saturday. Friday is going to be um, a pain and sip. And then Sunday, we're just going to get some mimosas and toast and then go about our business. So this couldn't come at a better time and a better month where this is Women's History Month, where even in the history of just relaxing and doing nothing, because we have that right. We can choose to do nothing. So um, I love that freedom of being able to do that. So I put the link into the comments. So click on that um, if you want to purchase a ticket because you want to purchase a ticket. I know you want to purchase a ticket. All right. And so now to the main topic. Hey, lovelies. Now it's time for the topic of the night. All right. So as we talked about earlier, it is International Women's Day. Um, I have to remind myself that if you are on YouTube, hit the subscribe button and the thumbs up and the notification button. That's a lot to do, isn't it? But they're all together, right? Or you can follow me on all social media <laughs> platforms at Be Your Own Kind 24. It's the same. I'm the same handle everywhere we go. Thanks to Miss Michi. Um, and as you see in the bottom there, it says you're the most fantastic person you'll ever know. I stick by that. I definitely stick by that. So before we even get into some international women stuff, I want to actually talk about the history of that. So I have my notes because we're not going to read this whole thing, but this is courtesy of internationalwomensday.com. And so International Women's Day, which um, the acronym is IWD, has been observed since the early 1900s, a time of great expansion and turbulence in the industrialized world that saw booming population growth and the rise of radical ideology. So we're going to go to 1911. So following, so 1911, following the decision agreed by, y'all got to uh, forgive my, uh, <laughs> me trying to pronounce this, Copenhagen in Denmark in 1911, International Women's Day was honored the first time in Austria, Denmark, Germany, and Switzerland on the 19th of March. More than 1 million women and men attended the IWD rallies, campaigning for right, women's rights to work, vote, and be trained, to hold public office and end discrimination. However, less than a week later, on March 25th, the tragic triangle fire in New York City took the lives of more than 140 working women, most of them Italian and Jew Jewish immigrants. Ugh. This disastrous event drew significant attention to working conditions and labor legislation in the United States, and that became a focus of subsequent International Women's Day events. 1911 also saw Women's Bread and Roses campaign. So if we go down to 1930, on the eve of World War I, Campaigning for peace, Russian women observed their first International Women's Day on February 23rd. So they tried it again. The last Sunday in February, following discussions, International Women's Day was agreed to be marked annually on March 8th, which is today. That translated into the widely adopted um, 
Gregorian calendar from February 23rd, and this day has remained the global day for International Women's Day ever since, as we see. In 1914, further women across Europe held rallies to campaign against the war and to express women's solidarity. For example, in London, in the United Kingdom, there was a march from Boat to Trilopagar Square in support of women's suffrage on March 8th of 1914. Sylvia Pankhurst was arrested in front of the Charing Cross station on her way to speak to the tra Trafalgar Square. Please excuse my pronunciation. So now we're going to fast forward to 2011. So two, 2011 saw the 100-year centenary of the um, International Women's Day with the first IWD event held exactly 100 years ago in 1911 in Austria, Denmark, Germany, and Switzerland in the U.S., President Barack Obama proclaimed March 2011 to be Women's History Month. So years later, all the way from 1911 to 2011, 100 years later, it finally in the U.S. was proclaimed Women's History Month. So that's how that happened. Calling Americans to mark IWD by reflecting on the extraordinary accomplishments of women in shaping this country's history. And then the Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton, launched the 100, 100 Women Initiative, empowering women and girls through international exchanges. In the UK, celebrity activist, activist Annie Lennox led a march across one of London's iconic bridges, raising awareness and support for global charity, Women for Women International. Further charities such as Oxfam have run extensive IWD activity. Many celebrities and business leaders actively support the day. IWD was finally started to become more mainstream and inclusive with groups everywhere participating, which is true because I had never heard of International Women's Day or Women's History Month until last year. So I'm super excited about this because I feel like women have come a long a long, long way. And so they're saying for 2023 and beyond, the world has witnessed a significant change. So you just gonna change. You saw that? Did you see how my computer just was like, we're not gonna read this? I just wanna read the first thing. Is that okay, computer? The world has witnessed a significant change in attitudinal shift in both women's and society's thoughts about women's equality and emancipation, which I feel it has, which I feel like women are able to now breathe. They are being entrepreneurs. They are, they're like making huge deep footprints. They're, they're changing perspectives. We have people like Lizzo that's changing how we view body image. You know what I'm saying? Like we have people out here that, that are just being themselves and celebrating women. And we're not just like uh succumb to housework and things of that sort like we're able to be free we're able to do nothing we're able to say no we're able to be entrepreneurs we're just able to be and so that is exactly what iwd is all about international women's day so i thought before we even get into commemorating like beautiful women or who you know who i want to talk about today um i just wanted to give a little history so thank you president barack obama for proclaiming March 8th is International Women's Day. Well, actually, no, Women's History Month for March. So super excited about that. Super excited about that. And so I just want to highlight some women. I think this is shooting the breeze. So what does that mean? That means that I just get to talk about what I want to talk about. So that means shooting the breeze is not next week. We're going to go back to, to, um, to routine and, you know, structure. But today, no structure. So a couple of days ago for Women's History Month, I can remember my mom because tech, like literally there would be no me <laughs> if it wasn't for my parents. And so for Women's History Month, I really wanted to commemorate my mom. Um, I've said that she's my number one hero. And not only is she like my personal hero, like she's been in the construction um, game for like 20 years. And that's so that's such a male dominated field. And yet she holds her own. You know, um, she's an administrator, so they like she makes sure that the bids get in. She makes sure that she's the glue, basically, to hold everything together. And to be in that industry for a really long time, that is like amazing. She also is a business owner of CBS Three Designs, which you can find on Etsy. And um, so go out and visit her, where she does um, she does custom um, and positive images that she sell. She could do even images for like your for even your business. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, or if you just need some encouraging words, or if you have a favorite TV show, favorite sports, like that's basically what you know her um her business entails. It's all about encouraging, all about empowerment. And so on this day, I just want to commemorate my mom just again, you know, and just say thanks, mom. Thanks for setting an example of being your own kind. You know, she's always been about being yourself, even on those times when I felt like I had to fit in. And so I just have to commemorate my mom because she's awesome and she's dope. And so, yeah. <laughs> Another um, post. And you know, when you do these posts, they're really heartfelt because I don't want to just say anything. You know what I'm saying? Because these are people that that mean something to you that has, you know, left a lasting impression on you. And so for International Women's Day, I did want to commemorate um, the therapist Tamika Hill. Um, so select owners, Parisa and Sarah and um, Marsha, uh, Marsha Haywood, because those are three, those are well, four ladies that over the, I don't know, over the duration of like, I want to say seven years, they have been like super dope. Like Marsha was all about like teaching manifestation. Parisa and Sarah was like all about tapping into who you are, you know what I'm saying? And then we have Tamika Hill that's all about accountability. And she actually honed in on, on my overthinking as well. It takes a village. It takes a village forever. It takes a village, even when you're an adult, it takes a support system to, to help you mentally, to, to stretch your perspective, you know, not only just flip it, but stretch it. Like, okay, how far can I go? Like, not only just thinking about what I want to do, but actually going forth and doing said things. So um, I just wanted to tap top my hat out to these four women because they have definitely made a major, placed a major impact in my life. And so I want to just talk about them a little bit individually, just so you guys can know who they are. So I'm going to go through them a little bit. Um, and hopefully Fluent Radio, if you're w, if you're listening, www.fluentradio.com, by the way. Um, we may not get through all of them, but I want to make sure that I get through as many of them. I'm going to continue the um, the visual show um, just in case if you want to find me. It's BYOK Platform on YouTube or Be Your Own Kind uh, 24. So www.facebook.com backslash be your own kind 24 if you want to just continue continue listen to the show okay so um t hill consulting a little bit about her which is not showing let's go back let me see uh it it's doing a lot on this website okay here we go so tamika hill is known as coach t or robber real therapist because she definitely is that depending on which hat she is wearing in 2017 tamika walked away from the corporate world to start her consulting agency t hill consulting that brings mental wellness experiences to individuals in the form of therapeutic events trainings and seminars that are fun engaging and thought-provoking um she did host a private um event for us a private virtual event for us this year talking about how to manifest what you want with a plan um you can follow her on instagram at, at th hill consultant or you can go to www.thhillconsultant.com to learn more about her not only does she talk about like mental things but she also gets into the financial like learning your um your money personality like if you don't know if you're an overspender if you're an oversaver um, who are those people? An oversaver, if you don't know, if you're a gambler, like, not like in a sense of going to casino, but if you're just like, you know what, I'm just going to put my money all in and you don't plan for the future. Like she says that it's so important to know what your money personality is so that you can know how to navigate around it. You know what I'm saying? That you can leave room for still being yourself, but being a better able to manage your money. So get into her, get into her. And, um, Personally, like I said, she helped me with the overthinking, which is a huge feat. We talked about that earlier. <laughs> then we have the beautiful sisters, Teresa and Sarah. I had the luxury of being on being in the Soul Select community for, I think, for two 12-week sessions. And it was amazing. I got to tap into my ability, learn about my passion. I mean, these girls are on fire and they're lit they are taking life by the horns and just riding it like i love these two ladies and so what soul select um consists of is just a circle of women and men that just openly discuss like 
like what what they need from themselves like looking within and saying hey what do i want for myself and i love that i love that so there's 12 weeks there's homework there's meditation there's being open and honest it's a no judgment zone it looks like they're going to going to start there so let's circle um in the near future so i tell you to look into these ladies they are in uh canada but the good news is it's virtual so it doesn't matter where you are in the world you can join it because i joined it and i'm in the united states so um and it's good to, to call these two ladies for my friend now on top of that so if you want to to just try out soul select check them out on www.soulect.com nope it is www.soulect.co there we go there we go um, and that's also um, how you can find them on Instagram is at uh, my select, which is M-Y-S-O-U-L-E-C-T. Yes, I love those ladies. I love those ladies. Okay, Floyd, we are almost there. I'm about to go back to the same people. Um, the last person is Marsha Campbell. She has been such a mentor to me. And like I said earlier, she has taught me about the power of manifestation, manifestation, um, a little bit about her is she is an Emmy and Webby nominated producer whose client list includes Netflix, NBC, MTV, Hulu, Facebook, Bacardi, and Savage Fenty with an extensive background in non-scripted television, uh, which is Netflix, Love is Blind. I love that show. CBS, Big Brother, HGTV's House Hunter. Love that show also. And BET's Comic View. Do y'all remember Comic View? Oh, my God. Why can't they bring that back? Um, she also has considerable experience producing branded projects, live, live to tape, as well as live streaming projects. She is currently seeking to expand into producing scripted programming in all forms of media, ranging from television to feature films. And so I love Marsha. I love Marsha. Like she is a breath of fresh. You ever just like was very thirsty and you got this, this nice clean glass and you put some ice in the glass and you pour some water into the glass and then you drink it and it's just so refreshing that is what marcia is she is just refreshing she's a refreshing and she refreshes my outlook every time i speak with her if you want to learn more about her you could go to dub nope you could go to www you can marciamercy.com which is m-a-r-c-i-a-m-e-r-c-i.com on instagram she is M-A-R-C-I-A-M-E-R-C-I. So those are the three or four people, I keep saying three, the four people that, that personally touched me over the course of seven years. I love these ladies. Love, 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 love them. So I thought that it would be cool to talk about them on Shooting the Breeze. Okay, Fluin, are you still with me? Awesome. So um, a lady that I don't know personally, but I am just fanning on lately is Miss Shara Lee Ralph. Now she won, she won, um, I think, a, was it a Golden Globe or Emmy? I think it's one of those. She won an award, which was long overdue because I've been watching her probably before Moesha, but what I really remember is her role in Moesha. Um, and so I won, I saw this video with her and I just wanted to share that with everybody because I loved what she said. And so I thought I would share it. But, you know, these people like to uh, hit you with a copyright strike, so I must read. Copyright disclaimer under Section 107 of the Copyright Act of 1976. Allowance is made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, scholarship, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by copyright statute that might otherwise be infringing. So, Fluent Radio family, um, if this video is still is still playing when this goes off, I just want to thank you for tuning in with me today. You could have been anywhere on a Wednesday night, but you decided to chill with your girl. Um, catch me here next week at 10.20 or 10.20 p.m. Eastern, 9.20 Central. And um, I'm going to market more so you guys can remember a little bit, okay? And so um, I'll see you guys next week just in case you're gone. All right, so let's get into Shara Lee Ralph. All right, after this ad. No, not yet. I'm overwhelmed. More overwhelmed than you do. Okay. The one and only. Let me cut it up. Cheryl Lee Ralph, welcome to The Daily Show. Let me start with saying congratulations, Emmy Award winning. 
You know, there are many performers in history, many artists, many actors, who audiences have said, critics alike, this person never got their flowers. This person never got the recognition that they deserve. So many people in black Hollywood never got the flowers that they deserve. Mm -hmm. Talk me through just a part of this journey. You know, you've done it all. I mean, Moesha for me, and then <laughs> moving from one to the next, you know. Dream girls for so many people back in the day, the original dream girl. Talk, talk me through the journey and what has kept you being as effervescent as you are. Oh my God, I choose to be happy. Yes. I choose joy. Yeah. I believe that since I am alive, I might as well get up, get out there and enjoy it. Yes. I'm so happy that God has chosen throughout all of these years to wake me up every morning in my right mind so that yes. I can carry on in life. Yes. I love it. Amen. Yes. Yes. Love it. Love it. And if you don't recognize the voice, that is um, Trevor Noah. Yes, I love it. Can you hear me? Okay, I don't know if you guys heard me. I love, love, love what she said. She said, anytime that I wake up and experience and I'm woke and I'm in my right mind, I have to enjoy life. I love that because it's not just a soap opera. We only do have one life to live. So why not enjoy the life that we're in? And I just love that she says it. Like she is effervescent. That is a great word for her. She's just a beacon of light. I love Shirley Ralph. I do. You know what? She needs to be on Be Your Own Kind. We're going to manifest that right now, that Shirley Ralph is going to be on Be Your Own Kind. Let's, a moment of silence as we manifest. Yes, loving it, loving it, loving it. <laughs> okay, so um, just a couple of more things I wanted to get into with women in business, um, because I think that it's really important to get into that just for a little bit. And, and um, courtesy of the franchise Wire, it's saying that women in business are un, an unstoppable force. Consider these statistics. According to Zipia, women-owned businesses account for $1.8 trillion in revenue. Do you hear that? $1.8 trillion. It is estimated that women started um, 1,821 businesses per day, you guys per day in 2022. The Census Bureau um, annual business survey report that women-owned employer firms had 1.8 trillion in sales, shipments, receipts, or revenue, and employed over 10.1 million workers with an annual payroll of 388 0.1 billion in 2018. Even though the pandemic has significantly impacted women's role in business, Female entrepreneurs are resilient and bounding back stronger than ever. Then This is a quote from Debbie Fields, CEO of Miss Fields Cookies. She said, the important thing is not being afraid to take a chance. Remember, the greatest failure is not to try. Once you find something you love to do, be the best at doing it. And like I said earlier, women are rocking it. Women are killing it. And so I thought that I would highlight that because it is shooting the breeze and that that's what we doing. We shooting the breeze um in an entrepreneurial way. Women are like I say, women are killing it. Women are killing it. Let's keep going. So I also saw something a little bit interested about STEM education. So this is some this was the reason why I'm talking about this because every year on International Women's Day, the actual association they have a theme of um a topic or a sector that they want that they're fighting for you know that they want to grow stronger in as far as women's equality and so the thing this year was um bridging the gap the and for stem education within women they said stem education data do not foreshadow major changes in women's representation women earn a whooping 85 percent of bachelor's degrees in health related fields, but a mere 22% in engineering and 19% in computer science as of 2018. There are large pay gaps among STEM workers by gender, race, and ethnicity. Now this, 
excuse me, makes a lot of sense. Look, math was not my thing, but there are a lot of girls I know where math was their thing, you know, but math, science, technology, all of that isn't like, we're not in engineering. I said that all out of order, but that is not pushed upon females. You know, engineering, that's not pushed on females. What's pushed on females, once again, like they said, health-related, um, teachers, administration, things of that sort. Now, now, don't get me wrong. There are women that are in STEM uh, <clears throat> careers. However, the problem is it is very unbalanced between um, women and men. Oh, we're coming to 33 seconds on fluent. Hey, you guys got through further than I thought. <laughs> like I said, once again, if you want to hear the last 10 minutes of the show, you can find me on BYLK platform on YouTube, or you can find me on Facebook, Be Your Own Kind, uh, which is www.facebook.com backslash Be Your Own Kind 24. Um, and I'll, I'll talk to you guys next week. Once again, this was an incredible show. Thank you guys for being on. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs> okay. So we're just going to get into the last couple of minutes of here. Um, and so the STEM gap of women and girls in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, which is STEM. So once again, I said we only make up 28% of the workplace in science, technology, engineering, and math, and men vastly outnumber women majoring in most STEM fields in college. The gender gaps are particularly high in some of the fastest growing and highest paid jobs of the future, like computer science and engineering. So when it comes to biological scientists, um, it's 46%, chemists and material scientists, 40%, computer and mathematical occupations, 25%, engineers and architects is 16 percent so as you see it's not a lot and so they're saying why so little for women they said giving women um equal opportunities to pursue and thrive in stem careers helps narrow the gender pay gap enhances women's economic security ensures a diverse and talented stem workforce and prevents biases in these fields and the products and services they produce a typical STEM worker own, earns two-thirds more than those employed in other fields, according to Pew Research Center. And some of the highest earning STEM occupations, such as computer science and engineering, have the lowest percentages of women workers. I totally, I totally um, believe this. And so here are key factors that's perpetuating gender STEM gaps. <clears throat> Excuse me. Number one, the obvious gender stereotypes. STEM fields are often viewed as masculine and teachers and parents often underestimate girls' math abilities starting as early as preschool. That is true. That is true. English seems like it's more pressed upon women, than, I mean, on girls as it is boys. Male-dominated cultures, because fewer women study and work in STEM, these fields tend to perpetuate inflexible, um, exclusionary, male-dominated cultures that are not supportive of or attractive to women and minorities. Um, fewer role models. Girls have fewer role models to inspire their interest in these fields. Seeing, excuse me, seeing limited examples of female scientists and engineers in books, media, and pop culture. There are even fewer Black women role models in math and science. And then the last one is the math anxiety. Teachers who are predominantly women often have math anxiety they pass into girls, and they often grade girls harder for the same work and assume girls need to work harder to achieve the same level as boys. So here is the thing. The thing is to raise the confidence in females and in little girls to go after these STEM jobs that have that are higher paying, that are um and start, you know, leaving a footprint in this untapped field for women. Like it's not untapped, but it's very low tap. It's like a low tap dance. You can barely hear it or whatever. So they're saying nearly 80,000, 80, nearly 80% 80 of healthcare workforce are women, but only about 21% of health executives and board members are women, and only about a third of doctors. And women are more highly represented in lower paying fields such as home health workers, nurses, and lower paying specialties such as pediatricians. 38% of women who major in computers work in computer fields, and only 24% of those who major in engineering work in the engineering field. Men in STEM annual salaries are nearly 15,000 higher per year than women, um, 85,000 compared to 60,828. And Latina and Black women in STEM earn around 33,000 less. So, um, yeah. So this is this is the theme, and this is the the focus 
2023 is changing that trajectory, lifting up those percentages, encouraging, you know, science and math and technology and engineering. Excuse, excuse me, I'm sorry, for little girls. I don't know what happened. I'm so sorry. Um, so um, so yeah, so that that, that is the aim. So I think um that is a great way to end this. <laughs> So this was a great shooting the breeze. Yes, I probably pumped all of the women's stuff in this episode because we are incredible. We are we are busting through, you know, we're we're setting trends, we're um changing the the trajectory, changing the story, changing the narrative. And so now that we have, you know, entered into the business field, now it's time for us to tap into you know, fields where we're not as prominent. And so I love that that is, you know, that is the theme. And I love that there are a lot of nonprofits, especially um, Center for Girls, where they're introducing more STEM programs so that um, little girls are not intimidated by numbers. You know what I'm saying? And and they want to, you know, be a, I can't think of the word. Um, they just want to be a game changer. I couldn't think of the other word, but be a game changer, you know? So, um, so yeah, so I think that that, I think that that was very informative and I feel like we should push that initiative. We should push that initiative. Like, don't be afraid of numbers. Once again, you know, women are still being boxed as being this way, but we, we can get out of the box. You don't have to live in the box that people put you in. You just bust out the box. You know what I'm saying? So I, I am curious to look at the percentages in the next five years and see how women have started, you know, penetrating penetrating through the stereotypes and getting more into, you know, this STEM world. So this was a good show. <laughs> Look, I love the ladies and it's not just because I am a lady, you know, but we work hard. We have the babies, you know, we take care of the family. We are the nurturer. Even if we're not married in a relationship, we're nurturing something because that is an innate thing that we have. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like over the last years, we've learned to take some of that nurturing that we do um, have for others that we put it in for ourselves. So um, I'm loving the direction that this this women journey is going. <laughs> you know, like I'm loving that. I'm loving that. And I'm loving being on this show. You could have been anywhere tonight, but you decided to chill with your girl. And I'm so grateful for that. If you are on YouTube, please remember to subscribe. Also, um, you can follow me on all social media at Be Your Own Kind 24. And please remember that you are the most fantastic person you'll ever know. And don't forget to be kind to yourself and to be kind to each other. And once again, happy International Women's Day to all of the women around the world. And I will see you next week. Bye. You know, I always say bye, and then the ending is never near. So let's try this again. <laughs> I will see you next week. Bye.